Blog Talk Radio. When I would do good, evil is always present with me. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will free me from this body of death? Thanks be to God and Christ Jesus. I'm ready for the fight of my life. Start the record. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have you more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson, and Greg Turner will be on the line with us very shortly. I want to start off tonight by, you know, just talking about what an awesome day it was. And that is actually the topic for our show today, uh, and it's also our segment name. So, you know, I... I think it was important that people realize that today is a day that you can never get back. You'll never see another day like this. So that's That's why I consider it to be an awesome day. What do you think, Greg? Brian, we have an awesome guest. Uh, We've had her on before. We we had her on with some other people, and I reached out to her, and I said, you know what, I I really want to sit down and bring you back on because I feel that you had so much energy the last time we we weren't able to get it all out. So this time, Brian, we we have someone on that's powerful. She's uh, more like a, an example for a lot of other women out there that's trying to do something. She's actually doing it, Brian, and I think that's so important. And we have a lot of people from Facebook listening right now, and uh, a lot of people are following her. So. I, I think what she's going to do tonight is uh, empower a lot of people to finish their books, or to go ahead and write their books, and to step out on faith and do some of the things that she's doing. And uh, Brian, I tell you, she's such a talented woman. And uh, guess what, Brian? She's got somebody in her corner too. Her husband is right there with her, and I think that is really, really special. Uh, it just goes to show, Brian, what two can do when they become one. And that's what it's all about. He's not jealous of her. She's not jealous of him. They're working together. They travel together. And they're doing everything together. And it just it's just a beautiful example for someone that's out there trying to do it by themselves. And we're going to talk about that. Yes, yes. Well, brief, Greg, I want to, you know, just bring back to everybody's mind the issue of the plight of the nation of Haiti. You know, they went through devastating earthquakes. And then they went through a battle of cholera. And just recently they had a hurricane to pass through. And, I mean, if you, if, when you really think about it, they, they went through some tough, tough, tough times in the, past couple, you know, in the past couple of months. So, you know, on behalf of those people in, in that country, I want to solicit your prayers. You know, I, I want you all to, to remember them. You know, they have the holidays coming up just like we do. You know, they want to be able to have a good Thanksgiving and a good Christmas and a good New Year just like we do. And, you know, a lot of the liberties that we have, we take them for granted because, you know, nobody's taking them away from us. So I I just want you to be mindful of that. You know, when you're saying your prayers at night, you know, when when you're thinking about giving away a couple dollars here or when you're donating to your favorite charity, you know, don't forget that there's a nation of people who could use your help. But yeah, Greg, we got an awesome lady on, and I, you know, I want to bring her on. I, 
I don't even want to talk about her. I just want to bring her on, let her talk about herself. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, welcome back to the show, our special guest, dancer, singer, and best-selling author, Shanette Jones. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Yes, Thank I'm you excited. So much. You know, I, go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you know, the first question I want to ask is, what have you been up to since we've talked to you last? Wow, since I've talked to you guys, it's been busier than I thought it was going to be. I've had a, a book signing and a CD release party, and that went very well. And I've um, I've had a chance to do some things with my chaplain ministry. Um, so it's been a, it's been busy, but it's been a good busy. Awesome, awesome. Now, of course, tell we want you to tell everybody tell about, about the book. I'm sorry, yeah, Greg. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. That was it. That was it. <laughs> no, I was saying uh, I, I just wanted to hear about uh, the trip that you took out to California and, and just tell us about that. California. That was awesome for me because I have I, I grew up military, so I was all up and down the East Coast, but I have never seen the West Coast. So I was like a little kid, except on the on the plane. I don't like flying. No matter how many times I've flown, I don't like flying. So I wasn't happy on that plane. But when I got there, it was it. I was like a kid in a candy store. Wanda B. Campbell, uh, as you all know, the author who has brought out our book Home Again. She was taking us all over to our different events, and I'm looking out the windows, looking at the hills, just so excited as about how beautiful it was. Um, but it was awesome because I got to meet a lot of people who would already read our Home Again book, and we got to do an event, uh, two events actually, one with the book club and another event that was our own launch party. So it was extremely exciting, and I got to do a lot of networking. I, I had a blast. Awesome, good, awesome. Good. Now I was going to say, uh, you know, Tell us a little bit about the book for those who may not have it yet, you know, so they can be encouraged to go out and purchase it. Home Again, it is an anthology. We have nine authors, and they are all incredibly talented. Wanda B. Campbell is a national author, uh, a national award-winning author. She's awesome. And she brought us all together to tell stories of restoration and healing and uh, some of them were, well, they're all fiction stories, but some of them were based off of true things that we've all experienced, including my own. But uh, this this book is incredible. We we all came together and we, we wrote stories about different things that we all are dealing with in relationships, whether it's husband and wife, siblings, uh, father and son. And so to bring these stories to life with real restoration and real healing, I think it's just it, w- it was great because it caused a lot of people who read it to to feel and experience real hope and realizing that, you know, God is still on the throne. God can still heal and and deliver and, and restore broken relationships. That's what the book Home Again is all about. So it, it was an incredible um, project that I got to be a part of. I was very blessed to be a part of it. Awesome. And uh, did you take anybody with you on this trip? Oh, yes. 
I took my husband. Thank you for mentioning him. My husband, Stephen Jones, who's not sitting beside me now because he's under the weather. But uh, oh. we did fly together. Yes, keep him in your prayers. He's not feeling good. Um, we flew out together, and he was with me the whole way. He He's a big part of the whole project. So as far as my music and things like that, he writes um, or he does all of my music for me. And he does my vocal coaching. So we're we're uh, side by side throughout this whole whole event, this whole project. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and we will keep him in our prayers. You know, my my first thought that that came to mind was if I didn't feel good, the first place I would want to be was right up underneath my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's mad at me right now because I keep quarantining him. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so let me ask this question. Now, you, you say you had a ton of fun in L.A. when you were on the West Coast and, you know, y'all doing your thing. Oakland, yeah. We were in uh, oh, you're Oakland, Oakland okay. Richmond. Okay. I wish L.A. Next time. All right. <laughs> well, well, here's my question. Has there, and, and, you know, and this is, you know, this is really related to uh, our topic today about having an awesome day. Has there been a day where, you've had an intention to go out and do some things and it just didn't work out at all? I mean, have you ever had like a really, really bad day since you've uh, been doing the authoring and the dancing and the singing? Oh, my goodness. I've had a lot of those days. Yes, I have. That That is that's exactly what caused me to start using the phrase awesome day because, you know, we, we set our minds on having a great day. We get up. We have our devotional time with the Lord. Sometimes we don't, but we get moving, and we're intending on having a good day. We've purposed in our minds that this day is going to be great. But, you know, I i mean, I have to keep it real. I've got a 2-year-old. I have a 9-year-old. I'm married. I'm a personal trainer, and I, I'm involved in ministry, and I'm a worship leader, and I've got all these hats that I'm wearing. Sure enough, the enemy is going to get busy, and there's something that's going to go wrong in the day. I just have to, I have to make it a point in my own mind that when things get extremely discouraging and they go wrong, I've got to find that foundation that we, you know, we talked about it on your last show. We've got to fall back on something that's going to continue to say this is a good day, because I'm, I'm not like you were praying earlier and discussing the people in Haiti. I'm not going through those things. I mean, I have food in my fridge. I have things that uh, other people do not have. And so for me to sit around and be sad and complain, it would just be pretty much ungrateful. So I can't look at it in in any other light than to say, you know what, I'm having a good day. This is an awesome day. Mm. You know, and and the reason, and again, I mean, you summed up, the reason why I, why I asked the question, because, you know, people will look at a certain thing and they say, well, I had a bad day. But they never really put it into perspective, their bad day versus someone else's bad day. You know, mm-hmm. you might not be having a great day, but to compare right. to, you know, someone else, your day was awesome. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and, and a lot of times when I'm talking to youth, I'll tell them, you know, I'll say, you know, how's everybody doing? And they say, we're fine. I was like, no, you're awesome. 
because mm-hmm. you're breathing. You know, you're living. That's right. You're alive. You're you, you're having an awesome day. That's right. That is the mm-hmm. truth. Um, I wanted to get back to your husband. You know, I I, I love okay. the fact that you guys are doing everything together. And there's a lot of people out there that want to do what you're doing. And I just want you to, to let them know how important is it to have your husband's respect and also to have his support. Oh, my goodness, having my husband's respect and his support. I think that if there's ever a moment I don't feel like I have his respect and his support, then it, then that is probably the biggest thing that could bring my world down to a crash because that's how important it is to me. I can't. I, I know that God has gifted me to do what I'm doing, and I know he's given me the grace to do what I'm doing, but because my husband and I are one, if we're not on one accord and if he's not in total agreement with me, then it doesn't move and flow in the fullness that it can. And so, and, and it's not easy. I mean, we're two different people, very, very opposite. So we really have to work at bringing our minds together, spiritually coming together, putting our own agendas aside and working for one purpose when we're trying to get things done like this. And and it can get difficult, but I think in the end when we look at the finished projects, it's such a blessing, and we and we know we're doing what he's calling us to do, mm-hmm. a team. Having that teamwork is priceless. Yeah, yeah, and you know it. It, you know, being a wife and and having a career. You 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 obviously you have to know how to separate the business side, and the family side, and and, and just being a wife. Has that been difficult for you? Yes. <laughs> I will be honest. Yes, it has been because that's a popular conversation in our house um, recently. Business. Um, and personal. Sometimes I'm I'm the one that is the taskmaster. Sometimes so I'm like, okay, we got to do this, we got to do that, got to do this. And you know, I have to pull myself back and and remember, um, my husband's off work now. You know, let's let's have dinner at the table. Stop running. Put stuff down. Shut down the computer. You know, you have to stop. And it's hard to do that once you get a ball rolling, but I'm, and I'm just in the, I mean, I'm just scratching the surface of starting, but I can I can see right now that if I don't make sure I'm grounded and bring that family time aside, it will ruin, it will ruin any artist if they don't separate the two. Right. That's my opinion. I mean, I really do feel that they have to be, they come together, and at times they really have to be pulled apart. Well, well you know, and I, I, I agree with you yeah. because, you know, you yeah. you do need that downtime, that time, you know, that uh, rest mm-hmm. you know, and that nurturing time. And so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. you know, let me ask you, what has been the most challenging thing about what you do? I think what we're talking about right now, finding that balance, that's that's been the most challenging thing so far. My passion is 100% there when it comes to everything I do. There's not one that I enjoy more than the other. And I think that when I when I'm experiencing God's 
I guess I would say his anointing to do something. I mean, wherever I am, if I'm in the fitness room and I'm training somebody, then somebody will think that that I'm giving my best and my all to that because I am at that moment, but I'm going to do the same thing when I'm singing or the same thing if I have to dance or whatever. So finding the balance between all of it and having all those different hats is that has been my greatest challenge. And like we said, knowing when to cut things short, when to say no, when to say I can't do it. Because in between all of that, there's somebody wanting you to come to a birthday party, there's somebody wanting you to come to their dinner, there's an event. And, you know, you can't be at everything. I have literally forgotten people <laughs> the last three months. I've had friends calling me saying, hey, weren't you supposed to be here? I'm waiting on you. I mean, I've made some really big mistakes trying to balance. So thank God I have a best friend who has come in and stepped in and really just taken over a lot of things for me because she sees my balance is off. (laughs) So I have to have people around me who love me and who can see that I need help in certain areas. Otherwise, I'll be a wreck trying to balance it all. Being a dancer, a writer, and just being and a singer, just doing all those things. Where do you find time to practice and 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 also uh, to go back to what you were just saying? Did you ever want to give up? Did, was there a point that you ever wanted to just give up and just let it all go and just be that wife and not not have that those things, those goals, and those dreams that you're actually doing right now, did you ever want to just stop and say, you know what, this is just too much. It's taking too much of my time. I just can't do it. Right. Yes, I have. I have I've, I have thought that more than once, I've, especially before we got to this point. Now, when we got here, it got exciting. But in the beginning, uh, I, even, with the, even with the stories and the, um, the Home Again book, I had written – a novel almost i was I was working on the novel, so when she asked me to turn into a short story, I thought, "Oh my goodness, I've worked so hard, I was so grateful that she asked me, but I'm thinking I gotta turn it around to a little short story when I've worked so hard, and so that felt like overwhelming for me, and then uh having to learn things that I knew nothing about. Like, oh, we're going to do a blog tour here and there. And I'm thinking, I've been a singer, but I don't know anything about all of this, uh, you know, these uh, different appointments and meetings that I had to start setting up. And so that got overwhelming for me because that was just something I didn't have to normally do. Learning the literary world um, was, was a challenge for me. And so when I got to those points, it felt like, you know, maybe I'm in over my head or and even you know honestly just the other day i i had when i i was getting ready for my um my book signing and i said to my husband everyone is a great writer i mean all these writers out here you go on in any store there's a million books why do i feel like i have what it takes to go on as a writer and you have these thoughts but then immediately, especially when you, you try your very best to walk with the Lord and have a relationship with him, you feel that comfort that God gives you. And he reminds you that you are you. You have something different. No matter how many people are doing something that looks the same, there is still something individual in you that I want to show people. And that's what he spoke to me. So I have to rely on that. I have to trust that, 
you know, every, you know, there's going to be a story just like mine a million times over, but there's something still different about what he's doing through my dance, through my singing, through my writing, whatever. And the fact that he trusts you with all these gifts and talents that you actually do them, and, and he chose you specifically for this. I mean, how does that feel to you to to, to know that he trusts that somebody's going to be watching? Some, you, you know, you're going to have to reach out and help someone, and you, the road is not going to be easy. I mean, right. for him to 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 have that much faith and trust in you, how does that make you feel? Oh man, that makes you feel <laughs> that makes you feel honored and then nervous because this great big God is putting trust in you. You have to remember that he's he's really trusting his purpose and 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 he knows you love him just enough to attempt carrying it out. And that's that's the way I look at it. I I know that there's going to be some area I will drop the ball. But I know that he knows my heart enough to where I'm going to attempt it. I might not succeed in the way I see success, but I know that with his help, with his grace, I'm going to carry it out effectively. And I didn't used to think that, but now I've gotten to a place where I know, you know what, he's going to do it, not me. I'm going to just be that vessel. I'm going to let him use me how he wants to. And it might mean go to do a speaking engagement and two people show up. Or it might mean you're planning this huge dance event and everything goes wrong. You have to change everything at the last minute. And it's fine because whatever it is that he's setting out to do, it's going to be accomplished if you just say yes. And so I got tired of arguing. <laughs> I just say yes. Okay. You know, You know, what's funny about your statement is that the way that God works, it doesn't matter whether you accomplish Exactly what he wants you to do He gets the glory out of your attempt There you go Exactly You know he's If you just attempt what God says do You know he's already glorified Because he says you trust me enough To even try What most people would say Man there's no way I'll do that Mm. You know and so he gets the glory out of you Just trying Yeah I agree I agree. And like I said, I didn't used to see it that way. I used to think that I had to accomplish it in a certain way before God would get the glory. And that was just the biggest lie of the enemy. And that's the one thing that I think makes people not do. That's the thing that makes them say, you know, I'm not going to do this, or maybe he's not calling me to do this or that. So if you can eliminate those thoughts and just go forth and just say, you know, I'm going to attempt this is what I feel he's calling me to do. I'm going to attempt it. He does. He really does blow our minds at what he was going for. It's so far beyond what you were going for. I wrote a story that I just thought was a story I, I needed to write. I had no clue this was the outcome. But I did what I felt led to do. And that's, I think, where we have to get, especially young ladies and, and, and young people, period, who feel compelled to do something. And they're not sure what, but they want to do, they want to do. They have to just go ahead and, and jump out there, step out on faith, and just start. Because that's that's all God needs to know. Are you going to, you know, like the scripture says, faith without works is dead. Don't just keep believing, 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 and never do. Go ahead and do something, and you'll, you'll be so shocked at what God will do beyond that. 
Now, you, a lot of women are listening, a lot of people are listening to you, and they're hearing what you're saying, but what about the uncomfortable times? What about the times when you're at a crossroad and you have to make a decision? Either I'm going to suck it up and do this, or I'm going to live my life with thinking what if, what if later down the road. I mean, how did you deal with the bumps in the road? I think that those bumps in the road, there's something that's always going to come. And I think for me, I have to really accept that I need people who pray for me, who love me, around me, and I need to make sure I get along with God. Because when I'm overwhelmed by those bumps, and I can get overwhelmed by them easily, um, I feel like a little girl. I retreat in my mind, and I just want to stop and say, never mind. And when that happens, I have to just get a moment with God. And so since I write, I've I've kept every journal since I was 12, and uh, I have them all. And I was looking at them today, noticing how all those moments, those those moments where I ran to the Lord, and I'm like, okay, I'm scared, and I vent. When I'm talking to God, I totally vent. I don't I don't have to time to do a a sweet little now lay me down to sleep prayer. I just tell Him exactly how I feel. I'm I'm angry. I'm mad. I'm scared. I don't like what's going on. I feel like a wimp. Whatever it is, I feel like I gotta say. I get it off my chest and I write it down. And he speaks in those moments. He really does. And the comfort is so beyond my understanding. But I've learned to accept it because I don't get it. I don't understand how he how he can manage to pull me back in. But I have had to learn to go to him. And, like I said, use outside resources like friends, family, and, and stop being prideful. You can't try to do it by yourself. You will fall. You have to have a support system. And that could be one or two people. And it might not even be someone you know personally. It could be someone that, you know, maybe someone is listening to your show and they've connected with someone else that listens to the show. And that person might just be online constantly saying, you can do it. But you've got to have a support system. I mean, that's what Wanda B. Campbell was for me when I told her I want to write. I hadn't met her. She was in California. But mm. she spoke so much into my writing life that I I think it was almost at a point where, you know, I kind of want to write. There was a time when I would have said, oh, Wanda, I'm a writer. But by the time I had read her book and contacted her, I was barely a writer. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, oh, Mm -hmm. hanging on. I'm a mom now. You know, so I, I used to write. That's how it was coming out at that time. And she was there as a support. I didn't have to talk to her every day. But she would say, you know, you need to do this or this is really good. You should work on that or this. And that's what we need. We have to find people that will speak positive things into our lives and wake up that dream that's in us. And you know what, let me say this really quick because a lot of people, you know, people are listening. And and I know they're wondering, you know, you guys are giving her an interview as if she's really, really successful. And, and, and I want to say that you are. I want to say that because because you're not on mainstream television, and that's coming. You're actually doing the same thing that these people that are on television. You're actually doing the same thing. You're doing your thing, and you may not have the millions yet, but you have to start. 
And I think that mm-hmm. people, you know, I, I think that they get it twisted because when they see, you know, once you have the millions and you're all on television, and we know it's not all about money, but the fact that you're on television, you're doing these things, your books are just selling everywhere, and people see you dancing and your music is everywhere, they they don't see the hard work in between. They don't know the times that you cried. They don't know anything mm-hmm. about that. And right. And the the times when no one contacted you for an interview and no one wanted to talk to you about a book. And the fact right. that you kept going and the hard work and praying and just, you know, just, just saying, Lord, if this is not for me, take it from me. Why do I keep thinking right. these things? You know, I just want you to touch on that. I think that when when you get to those points where you're yeah you 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 will see so many discouraging moments when you are trying to attempt something that is beyond you because the fact that it's beyond you is overwhelming when you say I want to be a singer when I grow up or I want to do this or that 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 might feel so beyond what you can do that immediately it's easier to just say, I'm just going to settle for X, Y, or Z, and never mind that. That was just my dream. I mean, I've got plenty of friends. We've all got dreams, things that we would like to do, but it's not going to happen because of blank. You know, I'm a father now, or I have to provide for my family, or these things. And and I personally am not that person that is uh, constantly, constantly pursuing that dream. I just pursue the season and the timing that I'm in at that moment. Because if I try to get ahead of myself, like I said earlier, I'll get overwhelmed. So it's easier for me to say, well, what season season am I in? Um, There was a time when I was dancing and, uh, you know, I I had a a pretty, a a great ministry flowing in dance and, and events going from church to church, starting dance ministries, teaching, and then that totally ended. But people around me freaked out. They thought, well, are you not dancing anymore? What happened? What's wrong? It was the season changed. I'm singing now. You know, it doesn't mean I'm not a dancer. And then that season changed, and then I'm singing and dancing. And you just have to trust the very next step that you're on instead of constantly, constantly trying to pursue, like you said, those millions. Because that will... That will discourage you from the from the get go, I think. I mean, I I don't even I really don't even think about. Ooh, what if I'm so big? It's a it's a little joke that me and my friend might say. Yeah, one day, girl, I'm gonna be this or that. But otherwise, it's really not in my immediate vision. And the immediate vision is to just do what I can do now. Like even for instance, if this is my very last moment right now. This conversation, this interview, if this is my very last moment to reach somebody, I have to treat this like this is it. This is the big end all because I don't know. Hmm. I have to treat like this is the moment that I have to to speak something to someone. And I can't think about tomorrow. I have to think about right now. And this is the moment that I can share something powerful to inspire. Mm-hmm. And that's how I don't get myself overwhelmed. I mean, of course you have to plan. You have to plan. I'm not saying don't, but I'm saying you really have to treat 
every day with its own concerns. That's right. Wow. Powerful. Powerful. <laughs> I mean, and, and ahead, she Brian. really put it into perspective, you know, when you think about it. You know, most people, you know, I, well, I won't say most people, I'll say, you know, I never think about it like that if this is my last moment, you know. And so just by her saying that, it's sort of uh, not necessarily an indictment, but it's more like an enlightenment where, you know, we really start, we need, we really need to start putting things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, what's most important, you know, for you, you know, what's most important for Brian, you know, so to speak. But at the same time, you know, what's most important for the body? Because I think that's, that's you know, right. what we're getting. You know, we that's can, right. you know, we can get over our, you know, little situations here and there, you know, but, you know, is the body being glorified? And when I say the body, I mean the body of Christ. I don't want nobody right. to think about my, my physical body or anything. Right. I mean the body of Christ, you know, and I and I think that's, that's where you really start getting into the the, the real thick of the of the uh, you know how do I, how I want to say this into the real thick of things you know right you know, am I edifying the body in what I'm doing you know exactly. at, at the end of the day that's what we need to really be asking ourselves definitely definitely you know and and I can truly say that at times you know I could say no I'm you know I need right. to do better. <laughs> exactly. You know, and that's got just, a lot of that's those just, days. That's just being honest. You know, I, I got to do better. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. once we start, you know, realizing that, I think we'll start, you know, to do better. Because, you know, most of the time we'll say, well, you know, uh, it's just one of those days, you know, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll get it right tomorrow, you know. You right. Know, but the, re- the reality is we don't have tomorrow. You exactly. Know? And we I really think don't. that's just it. We think we have tomorrow. We are so confident in the next day. And I've just had, I've had, I've lost people. I've, I've had a, a very close cousin of mine at a very young age die, and she, no one expected it. No one saw it coming. Mm-hmm. And it was at that moment that I realized, you really do not have tomorrow. You don't. Right. So you really have to put it in perspective, like you said, and just treat that moment like it could be the last. And and some people hate it when I talk like that. I've got friends that hate it when I say that because it scares them. But I feel like I have a very sure place in heaven. So I can say these things without fear. I'm not going to worry about, oh, my gosh, what is this is the last day. You know, I don't don't walk around like that thinking those things. I just treat it like it could be. And if you should never see my face again or hear my voice again, you will know that there is a God, that he loves you, that he cares for you, that he wants to see your dreams come true. He's not that God that people make him out to be where he, he's some boring God that only wants you to walk around in a white robe humming holy, holy, holy all day long. That is not who he is. He wants to be totally involved in everything that you think is fun and exciting. And he wants to show you what fun and exciting really is. And I've just learned that you have to trust his lead. And and Absolutely. that's what makes it an awesome day. That is what has inspired my song, Awesome Day. That's what inspires me using the word all the time because I use the word awesome all the time. 
I do. Because <laughs> it's mind blowing. I mean, I say it on my voicemail. I just it started when I was personal training, and you had to be all super peppy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so in that, I would say, you know, we're going to have an awesome day. You can do it. And and I began to really believe it myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Once you believe it, that's all it takes. That's is. it. Exactly. Nobody can change it when you believe it. I mean, they might not, but eventually that fire will catch on. They can't stay around you too long and stop and not believe it themselves eventually. <laughs> now, what do you have coming up? Do you have anything coming up anytime soon? Uh, well, right now I'm just working on writing. I'm trying to retreat back into the house and start writing, writing, writing since we've just finished this Home Again project. I have small events coming up like some in-home, like I call it, Home Again for the holidays where I'll be going into uh, ladies' homes and we do an event where I'll talk about the book and we'll share some stories and and, uh, just bring a very intimate side of uh, fellowship uh, instead of a big book signing. Just take it into different ladies' homes, let them purchase, and however they want with the music, however. But I'm trying to line up smaller things like that so that I can take some time with, throughout these holiday seasons to just get back with my family a little bit because we've been all over the place and focus on my writing so I can be ready for next year. I want to uh, come out with my book of short stories, and I have a, a youth novel that I'm Desperately trying to finish before 2012, um, and this this is I, I have a great passion for young people. I have a nine year old son, and I get so tired of him not being able to find something to read that is positive. So um, that's what I, that's my goal to work on that. Good. What about uh, should we be looking for you uh, concerts or? Some type of play or something I know you've been busy Believe it or not I haven't lined up any concerts I haven't lined up any plays I'm not going to say they're not coming I I got a feeling something is coming That I might not know about (laughs) Um, He knows but I don't (laughs) So um, I'm just trying to keep it really low Just in case You know to keep my schedule down Because I know that some doors are going to start opening But right now no I have not booked any concerts, but I'm available if somebody wants to fly me somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's the spirit. I'm sure you're, you know, I'm sure you're, yeah, I'm sure your phone is going to ring. You know what I, I find very interesting? The fact that you said you were going to take the books to, like, people's homes. Mm-hmm. You know, now, I've not really, you know, been an author before, so I don't know if people do that on a regular, but I would say I, I don't that know that either. <laughs> that would be something that would interest me as an author, to be able to go and sort of like, you know how they do book clubs, right. to be able to go and, you know, to a local book club and, you know, offer your book. Right. You know, I mean, to me that 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 seems like something that, in my opinion, would catch on like wildfire. People like intimacy. People like to be able to connect face-to-face and one-on-one, and so... You know, I I just love to keep everything very personal. So if I can come into a home and and talk to a a room full of 25 ladies or or less, I'm loving it because I like to leave room for whatever God wants to do. 
and you never know. It's 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 with me. It's not just going to be an in and out. And I hope you buy my book. And thank you very much. And you know, it's going to mm-hmm. be. I want to give a little room for God to do what He wants to do. There might be somebody that needs one of those stories in that book so much that she might want to pull me to the side and say, "Pray for me," you know. And I want right. to give that. I want to have that liberty. I can't do that, you know, just anywhere. Right. So that's why I want to be able to. While I can, because my schedule could change, you know, and it might be bigger atmospheres where I'm not able to do that as much. So while I can, I just want to make sure I keep it intimate and private and let let women read the stories, get to know me personally, get to know my writing beyond home again. I have things that are not published that I still enjoy sharing. Mm-hmm. So um, I just look forward to doing that. Until God opens some some bigger doors. Awesome. Well, that's gonna be nice. That's gonna be nice. It just sounds like you're so disciplined and and focused on Him, and not so much on what Shanette Jones wants to do. Um, do you think that's a problem when people lose their focus and they become the center of the of of their own lives, and when it's all about them, and they somehow um, push God to the side? Yes. I think that's the biggest problem with everything. You don't have to be pursuing a, a writing career or singing career. I think no matter what it is, even your your regular job that you get up and go to every day, the minute he gets pushed to the side is the minute you're building your own kingdom. And, and I, the reason why I keep it in the forefront of my mind is because I just know how easy it is to do. I mean, everything that I do, I enjoy doing it, but you got to consider it's all in the arts and it's all showy. So there's always a stage. You know, there's always an opportunity for the glory to be given to you. Mm-hmm. So because I've experienced this since childhood, I mean, talent shows and things like that, uh, by the time I, I did give my life to the Lord, I realized um this this can get dangerous very quick. It's just so easy to think it's all about me and to just suck up and absorb the attention. So if I'm going to get the attention, I really have to make sure I keep throwing it back on God or, or whatever it is I'm talking about, even if, even if I'm in an atmosphere that is not God-promoting. I just have to talk fitness or I just have to talk restoration and healing. Well, I have to make sure I keep it on those things and not about and Jeanette Jones and Jeanette Jones this and that. I want to make sure they understand what they need to get because that's what they're there for. Right. They're not they're not there to to to, to become a member of my world or my kingdom. I mean I, I want people to realize for instance if it is fitness, I don't want you to just get all hyped up about meeting me and talking to me. I want you to understand how to go take care of your body. So I, I and it's the same with spiritual things. If you keep God, if you keep Him in the forefront, then it just makes things easier. Because it's hard to come down from a haughty high spirit once you build that mm-hmm. world around you. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what? That just seems like that's what we're seeing on television with these movie stars, these athletes, and it just seems like they're just 
running just wild or something. I don't know. It just seems like we all know that something is missing. But it's like they're running and running after something, but the money and the fame is Mm -hmm. not filling that void that's not there. Right, exactly. Constantly chasing it. Mm. Well, at least you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm trying to keep that. At least you know. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. Well, no, I was going to say, you know, at least she has, you know, the idea that, you know, she has to remember, you know, where she's rooted in, you know, and what she's rooted in. And, you know, it's so important. I think, you know, as we gather our, you know, quote, unquote, fame and honor and glory and whatever else they want to call it, you know, we have to remember our foundation and what keeps us rooted in, you know, I think a lot of people fall off because they forget where they came from. You right. know, all of a sudden they've made it, and when they turn around, it's like, oh, I was always here. Right, you know, right. Never, you know, they never look at the fact that, wait a minute, you know, you used to, you used to eat, you know, weenies and bread just like we did, you know. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's all of a sudden Amen. now I'm filet mignon and, and caviar well, no, you used to eat devil eggs and, and <laughs> hot dogs and ween, you know, and, and poker beans and weenies. You know what I mean? You used to do the same oh, thing we did, so you can't put yourself up to this higher standard all of a sudden. You know, right. and, and far too often I've seen that. I mean, I've, you know, I used to be in the music industry a long time ago, and mm-hmm. folks that I met in the industry, um, and as a you know a part of being in the music industry, you meet a lot of people. You know, I can I can recall, and I won't call any names, but I saw a guy that I hadn't seen in a long time, and, you know, he and I used to do some work together in the industry. And when I saw him, you know, I'm the playful type, so I walk up, hey, man, what's going on? How you doing? You know, I'm joking around with him. And he gave me such a cold shoulder that I was right. I was surprised. Right, I was like, right. wow, what just happened? And it was as if, oh, well, you know, I've done a couple movies now. And you know, I work with such and such now, and you know, he's you know he's gotten a, a lot farther in the music industry and in the you know in the entertainment industry than I did. Right. And so it was like as if, I, oh, I can't be talking to you on that level, you know, because when someone else that was you know in the industry, you know, still active in the in the in the industry, walked up, they started having a conversation, and it was like I wasn't there, and I was right. No, and you know what, that happens, that doesn't even have to happen on that scale. That happens in our everyday walk with friends, people yeah. who've moved on just a little bit. I mean, just a little, like maybe they got a different degree or, you know, maybe they um, have changed churches. And it's amazing how people will put on an air of, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. And so you can only imagine how terrible it gets, you know, the higher up. But right. I see it just, you know, down the street. <laughs> so it's I have a, but... a bigger car than yours now. You know, I can't talk to you because you right. drive a hoopty. You right. know, and I drive a luxury vehicle. You know what I mean? And that, and that's what's so sad about it because personally I think that when people act like that, they miss out on the very reason they've gotten that far. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. God doesn't allow you to get to a certain place for 
your own personal gain or your own personal reasons. That's he right. He put you there so that you can glorify him and that That's people right. can see you glorify him. So when you don't glorify him, just as far as you go up, that's how far you can go back down. <laughs> that's right. That is so true. That is the truth. And, Jeanette, you know, I, I wanted to say this really quick because, you know, your husband is, is, is not feeling good and all of this. But, you know, when you're in California and you're performing and you're doing your thing, now I'm going to ask you this now. Have you ever okay. just looked over, you ever looked over him and he's got his chest poked out like, that's my woman? <laughs> now, you know, you can answer that. I I know, I guarantee you he's done that. I guarantee I think, you. You know what, there have been moments where, and and, and and because he's usually playing himself, it's really hard to get to see that look because he's if he's accompanying me, accompanying me, right. he's either right. um, on the keyboard or something like that, and we're thinking it at the same time. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, look at him. That's my baby over there on that keyboard or or the organ, or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but there have been times when I see that look come from him is when he doesn't have to do anything with me. And right. that's usually, if I say if I have to put on a dance event or um, if I have a speaking engagement, then those are the moments that I can look up and see him with that look in his eyes that says, yeah, that's my wife. And, it's, and it is such an encouraging thing to see. I mean, it, mm. it, honestly, if I don't see it, I, I, I'll, I'll be like a little girl. It'll just make and, me sad, and I'll be looking for her. Were you, were you proud of me? You know. <laughs> and that was my I'll next ask. thing. That was, yeah, that was the next thing that I was going to say. You know, he, he, you're telling each other on a daily basis that you love each other. But I, I think when a, a spouse tells the other, I'm proud of you, I mean, that's that's big. That's big. It is very big. We, we, yeah, we we say we love each other all the time, but when someone comes up to you after you've had a great show or you're doing something, and they say that they're proud of you, that that's that's big. It is. It's that's very big. important to me, particularly because, um, as I've explained to him and, and even my close friends. Like I said, coming up where you are doing a lot of events where you're on the stage, you get lots of people who will come and say, oh, you blessed me, or oh, you sang that song, or this and that. So you get a lot of compliments, but it's just like going through a crowd and looking until you finally get to that one person to hear what they say. So, I mean, everyone can say this and that, but until I hear my husband say, I loved it or I'm proud of you, then you don't quite feel like you did it just good good enough, or I won't say good enough, but you don't feel like you've gotten that satisfaction of hearing what you needed to hear until you hear it mm-hmm. from him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because you represent him. So right. when I'm out, it's just like I know, it's just like I'll ask God, you know, did I do what you wanted me to do? It's no different when you go to your spouse and you say, what do you think? And and if you have to ask, it's probably going to be a problem. <laughs> you are already hoping that they're going to come tell you first rather than you have to ask. Because if you have to ask, then you're thinking, oh, maybe I didn't do so great. So my husband's learned. We've been together almost 12 years now. He's about at the point where he knows he better say something first. 
or I'm going to be wondering. Him, well, you tell him I said go ahead and strut it. Go around with his chest poked out as far as he could poke it out. Just tell him. You to know he do already it. does that. Yeah, he's doing that. Brian, he's probably got a cramp in his back by the end of the night. He's That's probably why he don't feel so good today. You know, he's been poking that chest out. <laughs> too much, huh? Yeah, he's having a good time. But you know, a lot of women are missing out on that. A lot of people are missing out on that, and it's not always the ones that are married. It can be the ones that. Uh, the ones that are not married, people that are married are missing out on it too. It's just so yeah. important to become one. It's really, really important. And uh, this this single, uh, what is it, the, the saying, right, that we see all the time, happily single? No, right. you're not. No, you're right. not. No, you're not. I know I'm going to get fussed at for that, but come on. No, you're not. Yes, you are. <laughs> but that's another whole show. It is, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's another whole show But Jeanette, how can we find your book? How can we get the book? And how can we get your music? And how can we get in contact with you For speaking engagements or any type of performance? You can and also get... your husband now We can't leave him out And also your husband Right Well, right now, uh, com. That's the quickest way, probably Or Facebook Of course, I'm on Facebook, Jeanette Jones uh, my husband's on Facebook, Stephen Jones, <clears throat> and you can contact Stephen for music thing, uh, music events. We do all kinds of events like weddings and provide music for banquets and things like that. Um, so there's there's no limit on what we we try to offer with our music gifts. And he he right now we're working on uh, a separate website for our music versus my music. So, but for now, com or Facebook, either one of us. Okay. Good. Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, you know, I think it's a beautiful thing that, you know, you all get to do those type of things. You know, a lot of people take it for granted, you know, but just the, just the fact that, you know, you all can go out and perform together and, you know, it's sort of like a, almost like a vacation because you're going somewhere, you're performing, you get to do it together, and then you get paid for it. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's exactly. Sort of, you know, and I mean, and, and a lot of times it's sort of like, okay, you get to go out perform, so you get in the ministry, you know, and and that's a beautiful thing. But then you also get to go out and you know do, you know, you're singing, you're dancing, or you know speaking engagements, and you get paid to do it. And you but know, you know you get sometimes to we can really be people can be just blind to the blessings that God gives you because it took a while for even my husband and I to realize this is fun. We can enjoy this. And that we would sometimes we'd feel like we're working. We're just working. You know, and and it wasn't until we we had to do a wedding on our anniversary. And we had to do all of the music for the wedding and then DJ the wedding after. And so our entire day was taken up. And finally, at the end of the night, while everyone's out dancing, we just really stopped and and brought ourselves in and said, you know what, why are we sitting here mad? This is our night, and we are enjoying someone else's party free. (laughs) (laughs) But it's amazing how the enemy will turn stuff around in your head and, you know, make you think that you're missing something. 
And I'm thinking, what are we what are we complaining for? We got food here, we can eat, we didn't pay, you know, and we, we're going to go we got a room that's taken care of for us upstairs, you know. Why are we complaining? Yeah. <laughs> so to do this stuff together it is a blessing. But it hasn't always looked like a blessing for us. We've right. we've we've allowed the enemy in the past to point out things to make it seem like it's a task. And so I want to make that clear so that it doesn't look like it's been roses. It has not. We've had to work on building this relationship together where we're not just husband and wife but working together. And it's still a work in progress, but it is something that I think is worth doing, and I think that God is getting the glory from it. Absolutely. Yes, he is. is. I tell you what, we thank you so much. The time has just run out. We thank you so much. And when we talk, thank you. Uh, Chanette, uh, yeah, and I said, Shanette, we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about you and what you're doing. This and that we did a little bit, but mostly we talked about God, and that's just just powerful. That's just really, really powerful. How it went that way. Yes. I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, we we thank you so much for joining us and being. You know, transparent. That's one of the things that Greg and I, you know, we we sort of been batting a thousand on it, on that because yeah. pretty much everybody we've talked to, they tell us something about their life and they'll say that you know I've never told anybody this before or you know it'll be something that's very personal to them, and so we appreciate your transparency. We appreciate that you put a lot of you in the show. Thank you, thank you so much. It is important. Yeah. Definitely is. Awesome, awesome, awesome day. That's <laughs> what it is today. That's what it was yesterday. And if you make it to tomorrow, guess what day that will be? That will be another awesome day. Yes, it will. <laughs> you know, and it's really because it's the day that the Lord has given you, but it's a day that you have to give back to Him in order to make it awesome. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. If you take that day and just, just, you know, put all of you in that day, you're going to screw it up. (laughs) Guaranteed. Guaranteed. You can put a stamp on it and mail that Mm -hmm. off because that's exactly what will happen. That's right. But if you give that day back to God, you know, his principles, they stand no matter how many times we fall. And he says, right. give and it shall be given. Mm-hmm. Press down and shake it right. together. And running so, over. And running over. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And so when you give that day back to God, just expect an awesome day. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us tonight. And we ask that you join us again next week as we'll have another show ready especially for you. Good evening to you all. God bless you, and until next time, good night. Good night. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.